Welcome to Redemption Unveiled. There's nothing worse than feeling disappointed in your own life. Do you often go to bed feeling defeated and wake up feeling behind? Did you expect your life to be more than it is? At Redemption Unveiled, we are dedicated to helping you build a life that fulfills you. Because we believe you should love the only life you get to live. Hi, I'm Haley, and I'm glad you're here. Let's get going. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. I want to thank everyone once again for everyone who has left a review on the podcast. If you are listening to this podcast and you like it, would you please leave a review for me? Also, I am trying to grow my Instagram, so it's Redemption Unveiled. If you don't like it, I would love it if you would like it. I started a new page just a couple of weeks ago, so I'm trying to build that up. That would be awesome. Thank you. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how difficult it is to have little ones. I mean, I don't know that there's anything more discouraging than raising toddlers. (laughs) I mean, it's the thing is that your everyday life becomes filled and consumed with tasks that oftentimes are not appreciated, that are not, they don't feel important. And even just staying at neutral in your life is sucking all the life out of you. And it's just really, really difficult. So today on the podcast, I have my mom. Most of you probably know she has seven kids. So I'm one of seven. So the first three she had was three and under. And her life for those first three kids, she has some very interesting stories of I'm number three, so right after I was born, and I have her share those today. So if you are a mom of toddlers and you feel defeated now and you feel discouraged, this is a podcast for you to listen to, to feel encouraged, and just remember that it is okay to make mistakes and that we are all doing our best with this motherhood journey, and we all have the heart to take care of our kids and to keep our kids safe and to and to protect them and to raise them to be the best humans we can be they can be but at the end of the day we're all just doing our best mistakes are made poor decisions are made and life happens and there's grace to not be perfect as a mom so i am excited to have you listen to this so have a good day and i'll see you guys back here on monday enjoy Hi, Mom. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Haley. I am very excited to have you here as we are focusing on motherhood and just life. And obviously, you have greatly impacted my mothering journey. Because well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> for the positive. <laughs> probably I hope every so for that too. Probably every mom has impacted their children, but some people probably feel it was more of a negative but you have been very positive um so a little bit of kind of our background of you have seven kids and I'm the third of your seven yes and what I want to talk about today is the very start of it all you didn't really start with the idea of having seven kids but just one thing led to another and then you had seven kids (laughs) Yeah, some people really go into life or marriage and say, oh, I want a big family. Yeah, that's how I was. You know, and, but I hadn't come from a big family. I was the youngest of three, three girls and I knew I wanted kids. I knew I loved kids, but I didn't really 
say, oh, let's have a big family. Right. We took them one at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just how God led us. It was easier, I think, taking one at a time than thinking, oh, I have to get to this point. But yeah. it's definitely a journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I kind of want to go back to the beginning of it all. Back when you and dad first started having kids, you were young. You and dad got married young. Yes. Yeah, we were 18 and 19 when we got married, so very young. Uh, I was 21 when we had our first uh, child, but I started really wanting to have kids with the, after the first year of our marriage. So we tried for about a year, and then we ended up having our firstborn, Zach, uh, when I was 21. And then you had your second. 20 months later, we had our second. And that really was, you know, having children for me was really my ultimate, like, desire in life. Like, there was something. And to tell you the truth, I had really been a little disappointed in most of the major things that people tell you are a big deal in your life. Right. Up until that point. Like, I got married and my wedding day was kind of chaotic disaster you know <laughs> the the first time you have sex your graduation like all those things were like okay so <laughs> that's not as big a deal as I thought it was gonna yeah. be or that wasn't really what I was expecting but when I had my first child it was like everything that had been asleep inside of me came to life and I really knew at that moment that, like, that's what I was created to do. First time in my life, honestly, that I felt that fulfillment of, like, this is what I was created to do. I am I can do this, and I'm going to be good at it. That's cool. I bet that was really, I don't know, exciting to finally feel like you had something in your life that had been built up as a big thing, but it wasn't a big disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Well, because let's just face it. There's a lot of things in life like that. that you're oh, absolutely. Like, and then you almost feel bad because you're like, oh, wow, I was supposed to be really, really excited about that, but I feel kind of disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just kind of life in general with right. these, when you have big expectations of certain events. Right. But motherhood was like childbirth and motherhood was everything. I mean, it just consumed me I was just so I I didn't sleep even when the baby slept you know everyone complained but I couldn't sleep because I was just so excited about my baby you just felt like you almost came to life yeah I -hmm. did that's cool so you had Zach and you loved it so then what happened so then we turned right around and he was the like you know your firstborn perfect baby like we could take him anywhere he never fussed he never demanded anything. He was just so good. And we're like, we can do this again. Mm-hmm. So at, you know, he would have been just close to a year old when we decided to get pregnant again. And then, so then we're like, wow, these two are incredible <laughs> people. And so let's have a third. So, yeah. So we had our third and we, I had, I was... 24 and had three children under the age of four wow and I at during that time after our first our family had bought a business in Mississippi and they moved us so I moved away from all my support system my sisters my the grandparents everyone like 
we were just, we moved to Mississippi and I had these three little kids and in, in, it was, it was a really hard time. I cannot imagine. <laughs> yeah. To just not have, you know, you don't have anyone to help you. You don't have anyone to watch your kids. You don't really even have any friends because it's a new place. And it was, it was just a very lonely, discouraging time for me. I remember you telling me stories of kind of right after I was born, several things that had kind of happened um, about Hannah and me. And so can you tell some of those stories? So you have like this young mom who has now found her fulfillment. And I, my personality was also like, okay, I'm going to be the greatest mom ever. And my kids are going to be these great kids. And all of a sudden, you know, I really believed that I could handle this. I could handle anything. But there were several situations that I'm like, okay, <laughs> that was not my greatest parenting moment. I mean, there were times when um, there was one instance where I had all the kids buckled up. You were a newborn baby. I went to this gas station. And I know you all can judge me, but... Any mom's going to know that feeling of like, everyone was in their car seat. I was like three minutes from home at this little quick stop that we always stop at. And I pulled in and I left the car running and I was like, I just need milk. I but just back need then milk that was probably the pretty normal, I would think. I mean, it's not, right? I mean, it's not quite like it is today. Uh, it was somewhat normal but <laughs> somewhat it was also like I've got to do this really quick yeah, like you exactly. know okay, okay. like I hope no one sees me <laughs> but I cannot get everybody out of the car to get a gallon of milk oh yeah oh my gosh I get that and so I run in and this is a quick stop where there are windows around all three sides where you're checking out and I pulled into this this driveway and we had this car and it was it idled really fast. So I'm paying for my milk. And all of a sudden, I look up and my car is in reverse flying around from one side of the quick stop. Oh my gosh. Clear around to the other side of the quick stop. <laughs> I mean, I cannot. I'm imagine. like, oh my gosh, that's my car <laughs> and my children are in it. And did you think somebody had stole it or did you? I had no idea, but I look and it actually, and this is so scary. It actually hits the big pole right in front of the gas pump. Oh my gosh. And it had went like our car when you put it in reverse because it idled too fast. It was like a Lincoln Continental. It had all these <laughs> like fancy, why we had a Lincoln Continental. I have no idea, but we, it went around, and so I run out. I drop everything. I run outside. Oh, my and gosh. it's Hannah is sitting in the driver's seat. She has. She's two at this point. She's two, barely two, and has just oh my gosh. unbuckled herself. I'm thinking of Shabbat right now. <laughs> gotten out of the car seat, put the car in reverse. It goes, Zach's sitting in the back of his car seat, still buckled up like the good firstborn <laughs> child that he is, yelling, Hannah did it, Hannah did it. And, and I can't get into the car because when you put it in gear, it automatically locks. Oh, my gosh. And the keys are in it. And I'm trying to remember this 
code on the outside, the combination to my car. It was just like one of those, you know, and I look at the car and I'm like, okay, like there's a little dent in the bumper, but it's really not that bad. I'm just going to get my milk and carry on and go home. So I call Rob, I call your dad and I'm telling him what has happened. And he was like, well, what are you doing? Leaving the kids in the car. When oh my God. you go into a store and you know, all of you mothers oh that gosh. are, I was a stay at home mom. He worked every day. So I'm with the kids 24 right. seven. I'm exhausted. I have a new baby. And you know, first, one of the first times in my life, I just broke down and I said, I can't do this. Like I can't get milk and get everybody out of the car. Oh my gosh. Like, I yeah. Have, three like, is so hard. Three, you know, one in the seat, one toddler who wouldn't listen to anything that I said, right. you know, and you're already, you, you're, you're beating yourself up, but you cannot like, oh, don't you dare. Right. Like, don't you dare right. tell me how easy it is to just get milk. Like, <laughs> and so, so he true. gets home and I'm like, well, at least the car wasn't hurt. And he is like, Shelly, the car is completely bent. <laughs> like the whole frame of the car on both sides, it hit so hard that it was like totally and completely buckled. I mean, it cost us thousands and thousands oh of gosh. dollars to get it all straightened out. And it was never the same, the car. You know, <laughs> Poor to Lincoln me, I was Continental. like, well, that doesn't look, but he was like, that is not a natural contour to the car. <laughs> like it is buckled in half. And so that was like one moment. There was another time that I, right after that, I went to Walmart and I'm trying to get, I'm parked up next to the sidewalk and the cart is on the sidewalk and I'm getting Zach out of the cart and I put him in and buckle up. I get Hannah out of the cart. I buckle her You didn't leave us in the car that time. No, I took you all. (laughs) And lo and behold, I look down. I'm trying to get, I've got groceries on my arms and I look and you're in your seat in the side, the cart and I'm, the cart is rolling. I'm trying to get Hannah in her car like seat. Like down a hill. Yeah, down the sidewalk. Well, it hits the it hits the curb coming off into the parking lot. It hits that and flips over you. Oh my gosh. In your seat. And of course there's groceries everywhere, there's kids screaming and like you're asleep and this cart has went to the parking lot, flipped over you and you're still asleep and like in your little car seat and I'm like once again, I'm like didn't some, didn't women like walk by like two old ladies or something? I thought you said oh, it. Yeah, it just feels like you're always being judged, right? Like, why, why in the world is this this woman? Maybe three kids <laughs> at 24 was too much for you, ma'am. Yes, yeah, and you know, and this I'm a very prideful person, so I'm thinking uh, I'm not nailing this right now. Thank goodness they weren't. There wasn't Pinterest at the time, but. You know, because I, w- I wasn't a Pinterest mom. I go from this person to think I can do this. I am mother of the year. I can nail this parenting and just realize that this is a lot. And I'm really not doing that great of a job. And you want your kids to be safe. I, I left you on a coffee table of my sister-in-law's at one point, And I ran to Walmart and I was like, seems like something's missing. Like, <laughs> 
And you were sitting in your seat once again asleep. I mean, I sound like I was a terrible mom, but honestly, any of you guys that are living this know you're actually doing a great job. Yeah, I know. I I actually am so thankful that growing up, you were so honest about all of the things and that experience because as a mom, like honestly, with each baby that I've had, I've had a moment or those days that you're like that was so defeating like I feel so defeated right now and I can remember which with each kid actually having these days where like I can remember one time with Epsi I went to the mall I was running errands and I don't exactly remember what happened but I just remember you know thinking it was gonna go a certain way and by the time we got home you know like screaming fits people looking at you trying to try clothes on like after you have a baby and I can remember this vivid time of like getting home getting in bed with her like she was just so done and just laying in the dark and and she was my only one but like come here babe and we're gonna both just take some breaths because that was extremely overwhelming and discouraging and I feel like a really bad mom right now for this day (laughs) you know and I but you know I talk to my friends or different people that have little kids and they have these days and they feel so like it disqualifies them as a mom. Like if they should have, if they were a, if they were a good mom, they wouldn't have had that day or they wouldn't have made that decision. And I feel like I'm so grateful that growing up, I heard those stories all the time and I knew you were a good mom. And I, it's like I put that as like a piece of the puzzle of this is part of the journey. Like this is just part of it instead of defining these things where if you wouldn't have told me those things, I would have just had this expectation like, oh, it all goes really well. And I talked to other people like, oh, my gosh, but you don't understand. I made this mistake. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's OK. It's OK that you made. And you're always so I so relate to just doing your best I do think it's really shocking to me that as women and mothers in general that we're not more supportive of each other why do you not remember there because I don't believe that there is one mother that has done every single day every single situation perfect you know as a mom shouldn't as other moms shouldn't we the be the most grace filled people I mean, because if we're honest in any way, like there were so many things that I did really, really well as a parent, but there were obviously moments in probably every single day of your life that you could have done it better or that wasn't really that smart or your child could have got hurt. And I just have, I just have such a, a compassion and a grace for other moms Yeah, and I don't know. I just really, I really am so thankful that you, that you were honest about that because it has given me the freedom to understand that you have both. Like you have the complete failures, but you have the complete success as well. Like it's kind of a dance that you take together and the failures don't mean that you're not a success. It just means it's like part of the journey. It's part of, I don't know. I just wish that, more moms were really honest in a way that is like that is so hard and that way for me like not like when I had 
three little ones, three and under. It was so hard. And and you're also, especially it's different. Like I have two now, two and under, but it's different now because I've went through it and I, I'm not so like, where are we going with this? Like this right. is so discouraging. And so I don't know. I also want to talk about kind of that isolation that comes. And like, so you're, you have three kids out of your community with um, having some difficult days, really having some failure. And I just want to talk about that isolation. And I know that so many moms now feel lonely and isolated and probably always, you know, but you have social media now that makes everyone feel like they, I don't know, that we're all, you know, just living one Instagram post at a time. And that pressure is like, why do I feel alone, you know, or why do I feel, you know, I'm sure it was just the same back when you were, you know, when you were a mom, but just not on social media, you know. Well, I know being 24, living in a community, I I had gotten really into um, how I coped was really into my appearance, my size, my, like, what I was wearing. I, I developed, I mean, we had quite a bit of money at the time, so I developed a shopping addiction. Like, so are you saying that because you felt out of control, you almost went to super, like, you controlled the things you felt you could control? Is that, like, you yeah, were, like, obsessed? I never really thought. I just know that in my coping skills at that time, I mean, there was there was still a lot of really broken places in me. And I think one of the best things that I did was realizing if I was going to survive this, I had to really take a journey of growth inside myself. Okay. Because I couldn't give to my kids something that I didn't have. And I, I do think it was really helpful that I was very confident as a mom mm-hmm. to wear those one little moments. Like you have to build yourself up to where you realize that one parenting mistake does not define you as a mom. Right. You know, one, like you said something too harshly or you, you know, I had a really difficult child and there were times when I knew that I lost my temper or I didn't handle it the way I wanted to handle it. So you really need to go on this journey to find that self-confidence of like, I'm still okay. Right. Like, they're still okay. We're going to make mistakes doing this together. And, you know, the isolation is a very, very real thing. My big thing was I was a stay-at-home mom. I had three little children. I was still just 24 years old. My husband could go to work and he would make a product. He would put it on a truck and they would pay for it. Everything, when I defined this of like, what is my frustration? It was such a hard time because everything that I did to keep you all alive and to make your lives better was never done. Like there wasn't a put a product on a truck and get paid for it. Right. Then it was, I cook a meal, you ate it. You know, then I got to change the diapers from the eating. I wash clothes. They would wear them. And, right. and nothing all the time, ever like, gets accomplished. Right. Like your day after day after day. These are all things that you on one hand take pride in. But you're like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> well, we and do I never get where you can say, okay, 
you accomplish this today. Like my house with three little kids, my house couldn't even stay clean right. for even 30 minutes. Right. And none of the, particularly none of your, the kids are saying thank you. And no. maybe you have a husband that says thank you and maybe you don't. Like maybe you have a husband that really appreciates what you do. But maybe you don't. You know what I mean? Like for you, a lot of moms, like, it's like like for me and the kind of husband that I had, he's a man of few words. I just felt like it was just a given that I would do it, and it was just like you notice it if it didn't get done. <laughs> right. You know, right. if I hadn't picked up all day long and he couldn't have gotten the front door, he would have noticed that. But right. he didn't notice. It's not things that you say thank you for. Of like, right. oh. Thank you that when I walked in, you had picked up those toys one million times. And so now I get to walk in without tripping over a fire truck or a doll or, you know, any of those things. You don't thank people for those things. I mean, you can, but like that just wasn't our relationship. And so it wasn't even that I didn't feel thanked, but I never felt like I ever accomplished anything. Mm -hmm. Like you were always at neutral and just staying at neutral was like so much work oh like if you were lucky you were at neutral you know <laughs> right, I mean, right. you could have worked your tail off all day long and had so many and the and still ended up behind right you know still ended up with a messy house and clothes that weren't washed and food that was burnt and you know and and worked really really hard that day What would you say to a mom right now who has little kids, who literally feels defeated and alone and just needs to have a little bit of encouragement? What would you say? First of all, that you aren't alone. Uh, If you can find a community of like-minded moms, so even just to be able to talk about, you know, people that could come into your life and a safe, safe places where you can talk about your failures, your, or your successes. You know, it's just as important that you have someone that's going to cheer you along, but mainly just grace, grace, like you're not doing as bad as you think. It's a very, very hard job because you don't get to see at the earliest It's 18 years, you know, like (laughs) before you get to see the fruits of your labor. Like I'm getting to live a wonderful season of my life because, and I tell this to people I meet all over the country, like my children have become really cool human beings that like, that I'm proud of, that I can relate to. But you don't, you don't know that when the, you know, the two-year-old is, you know, kicking a stranger or biting someone because they accidentally touched them, you know, or, or throwing fits out in Walmart. You're like, well, don't worry in 18 years, I'm going to see how this all turns out. Like you can't think like that because you're just in survival mode. So just remind yourself that it really does make a difference. And when you're bogged down with the everyday, one of the sayings that I came across and it just brought me so much just peace and reward was the greatest thing that you do in your life may not be something that you do or accomplish, but it may be someone you raise. Yeah, that's cool. And I really like, you need to hear that. Like 
that everything that I'm doing isn't just, you know, the fact that I kept you alive today and you ate, but your face was dirty. Like, you know, it's like those things, it's so hard to not get bogged down. But I do feel like you just have to find what brings you life, what brings you encouragement. If, if social media is making you compare and thinking you're doing a horrible job, Cut it out of your life. Like, yeah, that's good. Cut out the, the crap in your life that doesn't bring you life. You have to be very intentional of having a plan of survival because basically, you know, I woke up with my youngest, with the first three, when you were five years old, I found myself in a really not good place, not good place personally, not good place, you know, mothering. Like you have to have a plan because all of a sudden you'll drift during those times when your kids are little and all of a sudden you're like, wow, that's not really who I am, but this is where I've ended up and it's not a good place. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really good. Well, thank you so much, mom, for sharing your story and just all the things you've done for, you know, just me and my life and being able to be honest about the journey of motherhood. So thanks. Love you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, would you do me a favor and write a review or share it with a friend? That'd be so awesome. If you'd like to stay in touch with, with Redemption Unveiled, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or my website, redemptionunveiled.com. And if you'd like to follow my personal page on Insta, it's Haley.Marie.Carter. Thanks, guys. Now start or keep on building a life that fulfills you. Your life is today. See you next time.